Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to an episode of the Hooniverse Podcast. This episode of the Hooniverse Podcast is brought to you by Hunziker Design. Nicholas Hunziker is fueled by passion, blending vintage cool with modern style in motoring-inspired artwork, apparel, and accessories, bringing period-correct looks to your everyday life. Get t-shirts, driving shoes, hats, posters, and more at nicholashunziker.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-A-S-H-U-N-Z-I-K-E-R.com. Now play the music. Bling, 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 bling. Okay, what's going on, everybody? Uh, this is a solo episode of the podcast, uh, and I am recording this after we've recorded episode 200. Uh, I didn't want to leave you high and dry this week, uh, and we have to get a few more of these done, a few more regular episodes, until we release the live episode 200. And I will tell you off the bat, though, it was a fun night. We had a pretty good turnout. We had a, uh, actually had a couple people fly in. We had some really cool cars show up. Matt Farrer from The Smoking Tire and friend of the Hooniverse podcast was there. He brought his incredibly awesome Mustang with one of the best plates you can have for a Mustang. Uh, It says the IRS on the back. The car looks great. The car sounds great. And apparently it is now running great, which is, you know, most important. Uh, Brad from Camden Tub and the DFL show uh, and Hooniverse and Flat Sixes and The Drive He was there. He brought Project Mellow Yellow, his 912E, which is currently sitting in my garage. I brought the Hoon truck, which drove like shit the way there, but sounded really good. Uh, And when I went to pick it up a day later, because the truck slept at the brewery where we recorded, it drove home great. So, you know, old car things. One day drives like crap. The next day, those problems disappear a little bit. It's weird. I I sort of gave it a quasi-Italian tune-up by just flooring it. The engine is breaking up. It was doing this weird breakup. I, I think it's all related to my compression issues and uh, and number eight and, and just the bottom end of the engine. Uh, but I get into that a little bit in episode 200. And I'll be doing more of that as we do more team.valvoline.com stuff, which we have a few more weeks of that. Um, the episode is supposed to be out, so I don't know why it didn't go up the other day. Um, but regardless, the truck drove home. Great. Cruising on the highway at like 60, 65, blowing a little bit of smoke in people's faces. Uh, and yeah, we were good to go. Um, so the, the the yellow Porsche was there. John Kerry's blue 1970 Porsche, which I've driven for Hooniverse. And we shot a great documentary for Optima. That car was there. Some dude showed up in an old Lincoln. Um, the, the generation after the Kennedy Continental, that like two-door, I don't know if it's a Mark III. I don't know which generation it is, but the car was super clean. Um, and what else was there? Oh, Jonathan Klein brought a Chevy SS, press car. Uh, Rick Radcliffe brought a Ducati that he bought. Um, and uh, oh, and John Kerry also brought some Axial RC cars, which were incredible. Um, so we had some cool stuff there. Um, and it was fun. It was, but inside in the brewery, we were in the VIP tap room. So everybody else was in the main tap room watching the college basketball game while we were drinking beers and talking about, well, trying to talk about cars, but I got sidetracked talking about Farrah's trip to Thailand because I love boats and travel and stuff like that. And I was just, if you didn't know, Matt Farrah took the entire smoking tire crew on, I think, a 10-day vacation or seven-day vacation to Thailand, 
where they rented a 48-foot catamaran, which Farris skippered himself because he's fully licensed to. And uh, he, he did a one take on it, and it was it's my favorite one take because I really I do really like boats. Growing up in New England on the water, I mean, it, it's you're just instilled a little bit, believe it or not. Uh, though everybody talks funny in Boston, they also all a lot of them like boats if they live on the coast. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, so that was fun. We had Brad on the show for the first time, actually, which is odd that we've never had him on. We talked about some of his cars. We also talked about Radwood. If you don't know about Radwood, you got to find out about Radwood. So Radwood is an attempt at a U.S. answer to Goodwood, except the focus here is cars from the 80s and 90s, hence the name Radwood. And people are going to be encouraged to dress, period, correct, which is my favorite part. This is going to take place, I believe, in June. Um, if you find Radwood, there's a Facebook page for it. There's uh, there's a bunch of stuff. Just ask around on the internet or do the Google and find about Radwood. It's taking place in June, and it's up in San Francisco. It's San Francisco. It's the Bay Area for sure. I think it's San Francisco more specifically. And uh, yeah, it's it, the, the plan is to get a couple hundred cars together as, as a quasi-car show with for 80s and 90s cars and period correct dress. I mean, this could be so awesome because you could dress like grunge rocker from the 90s. You could do heavy metal 80s. You could do like coked out American psycho 80s. You could, there's so many, there's a lot of fun things to do here. Um, so I don't know. I gotta, I gotta mark this on my calendar and get my ass to Radwood and borrow somebody's car, like maybe the million mile Lexus or something and cruise on up there. The truck's too old, which is fine. I wouldn't want to drive it that far anyway. Um, so I got to find something to bring up there. And I, I mean, regardless, I got to attend, even if I just fly and, and wear, you know, Zubaz on the plane or something. Um, it'll be awesome. So get your ass to Radwood and find out more information and just ask uh, Brad Brownell about it on all the social medias. He's easy enough to find. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We learned about his 912, which I said is in my garage. I'm going to drive it today and try to shoot a little bit of video on it. Not a, not like a full-scale Hooniverse video, but more of like a couple GoPros, driving impressions, that sort of thing. Now, this one is older and slower than John Kerry's Porsche, which are the only two. And uh, I did a thing where I drove a modern 911, um, but it wasn't for like video or, or review. It was for a non automotive journalist related project. So I don't, I don't really have to talk about it. So the only other two 911s I've driven now are old. Um, this 912, I mean, it's not, it's not fast, but it's so far, I've only driven it to the food, to, to the, my, the local dog store to get dog food. And it's still, it's great. It's a Porsche. It's got this beautiful Momo wheel. The, the steering wheel in this car is probably the best part of it right now. Um, because 912s are powered by, as I've learned, a Type 4 Volkswagen bus engine. The gearbox, though, sounds really awesome when you slot it into gear. I don't know if it's an exhaust thing as you bring the gas on in the new gear or if it's an actual, like, click of the transmission, but it sounds really, really cool. And there's lots of pops and snarls from the... He has an aftermarket exhaust on it. I, th I think he said ANSA. I forget exactly what it is. I don't know my Porsche stuff, as you all know. Uh, it's a five-speed gearbox. Um... The, the, the car is just, it's great. It's in a, it's Talbot yellow, which is a super rare co color for the year. Um, 
we were joking on the, the Hooniverse podcast because apparently Tanner Faust owns one that was his dad's car that's the same year and color. So they both own these rare cars. So now they're like in Brad's mind, they're best friends. Um, but uh, so I'm going to put more miles on it today and then probably much to his chagrin, I'm going to wash it for some reason. I guess there's a thing where he doesn't want his car washed, but it pains me to not see it washed. Um, certain cars look good, dirty. And this one, the the dirt is good because Brad drives the shit out of it. He lives in Reno and he's been driving this car all around. And the reason I have it right now is he was down in LA for something and then he stayed for the Hooniverse podcast. And then now he flew out to cover the, the Volkswagen Atlas for us. I sent him on the Atlas press launch. Uh, now then he's coming back and he's covering Long Beach Grand Prix. So while he's at the Atlas launch, I have his car. Hoon truck is parked on the street. Um, and, uh, this thing fits in my garage a whole lot better than the truck. Um, my daughter has sat in it already. I sent Brad pictures of her sitting in it, and she was smiling, and she likes the car. She calls everything red, no matter what color it is. So I ask her, what color is this? Uh, red. So I, I'm trying to fix that, but it's funny every time. Um, so when Brad gets back, then I'll take his car, and then he's driving it back to Reno. He drives his car everywhere. He's taking it on road rallies. Uh, it's, it's, it's cool that he's driving it as much as he does. He drives it through the snow, I believe in the winter. And his other car is his project, Brad sport Boxster, which he also drives a lot. Now he has an Audi, which he's considering selling. So if you're in the market for an older Audi, um, which is not going to be many of you, but if you're in the market for an older Audi, you should hit up Brad. Now, speaking of older things, I talk about this on, uh, episode 200, but I'm going to bring it up here. I am looking for a second project car. I will technically a third, uh, which I was, I said this, actually said the same thing in episode 200. And I was reminded that I actually have a second project car, which is the truck because the Wombat is the first project car. I'm looking for a third project car because I want to take the truck off the road for a little bit and I want to pull the engine and have the engine completely rebuilt because we've done some stuff to the engine, but it's time where it needs to come out. The bottom end needs attention. And if the bottom end is getting attention, the entire thing should get all of the attention. So I really want to take the engine out and take the time while the engine is out to take care of some other things like the steering uh, and stuff like that. So the, the Hoon truck might get a timeout for a bit. Um, it depends on what I can find. So I'm looking at a W124 Benz wagon, and I know some of you are saying, don't you already have one? No, the, uh, the Wombat's a W123. The W124 is the next generation, and I would buy this as a car that I could put Sloan in, my daughter. Um, so I'm thinking about, I'm, I have a line on one for a good price that looks, it, it, so it's a W124 that wears a 500E body kit. So it's like a, like a slightly wide-bodied, W124 wagon. Now inside it has 500E um, interior pieces as well. So, and I think it has period correct, either AMG or Brabus. They're like the giant monoblock-esque wheels. They look awesome. It has a matte black wrap, which I would probably just peel off. Um, uh, and it has also has all of the parts for the full conversion to the dogleg five-speed gearbox that you'd find in the 190E. 
This includes like a fully custom uh, machined flywheel and some other things. It has all of it. It has the pedal box. It has the gearbox. It has all the pieces needed to do that. Now, I wouldn't do that right away uh, because the car currently has its standard automatic gearbox and the owner who I know and I trust and he wouldn't, you know, if all of anything he says about the car, I believe. Uh, right now, he parked it for two, like the last two years because he lost reverse. So it's sitting in a garage, costing him money, just sitting there. And he has a ton of extra parts for it. So what I would probably do is source a, a fresh auto trans. I looked them up. They're not terrible, especially based on the price that I could get this car for. Swap in a fresh auto transmission, drive the car for a bit, uh, and then take the plunge and swap in this five-speed. So then I could have this like wide-bodied W124 five-speed. Now it wouldn't be fast or anything, but it'd be, I mean, it'd be fun. It'd be a fun cruiser. And it's a, it's a really good looking cruiser. Um, and so then, and then when I want, you know, fun back, I just, hopefully the truck would be rebuilt. Um, and this wouldn't be like the Wombat. Like I would, I actually think about, I think thinking about paying to have this, the engine professionally rebuilt. Like it's, it, it's time, it deserves it. Um, and I, if I had the time and space, I have the time. I just don't have the space. If I had a two car garage with room, I would, Keep, pull the truck in and pull the engine out and work on it myself, but I don't. And then I'm going to get this thing like bored and ported and, uh, or, you know, whatever I'm going to do. I'm going to, if I'm going to completely redo this to the engine, the engine is getting some serious love and some serious upgrades, um, along the way so that the, the bat, the license plate on the back makes a lot more sense. Um, but I don't have the time. Well, no, sorry. I don't have the space for that. So that's why if it gets a timeout, it's getting a professional timeout while I have fun with another project car for a while. It's not going away. Now, if I got the right offer to sell it, yeah, I would totally do that. And I would use a portion of those proceeds to just pay someone to get the Wombat running. I just want it running. And then like along the way, we'll figure out the rest. Um, so the, the that's only one of the project cars I'm thinking of, the this wagon. The other one, this is a terrible one. This is a really dumb decision. Is a 1995 Land Rover Discovery. I'm gonna let that sink in for a minute while I take a sip of my coffee. This is I'm like dumb. I know some of you are groaning, some of you are cheering. Which it was like 50-50 split at episode 200 when I said this, um, and it's 50-50 online too. And I mentioned this the other day on Twitter. Uh, actually, a lot of interaction when I mentioned this on Twitter. So. Uh, a friend and associate, someone who works for Hooniverse is, has a friend who's a mechanic who has a Land Rover Discovery in their possession from the original owner who rarely drove the car. It was there when they were in the state's car, and otherwise it was just sitting in good condition. So there's some light surface rust under, on the underside, but no... There's no structural rust. Like, it's just stuff that can be scraped off. It's it's in really good shape, especially for an East Coast Range Rover, or sorry, Land Rover Discovery. It's a five-speed manual Discovery, which I never really even knew they made, at least here in the States. And the asking price is, like, really cheap. It has, it has an exhaust manifold leak, and I priced out exhaust manifolds, and they're, like, 200 bucks. And the mechanic who has the car would fix it before I came to get it. And they keep stressing price negotiable, price negotiable. The, the guy who works for Hooniverse, Ross, uh, 
he looked at the car. He actually had the car brought to his house and he checked it out and he and he he says it's it's like shockingly clean. So there's a chance if they take like I'm going to throw like a really low price at this where if they say yes I'm going to be like oh shit, I guess I have to get on a plane now and go buy this fucking thing. Like the I don't I know this is a horrible decision and uh Francois, I know you're listening and I know this is a stupid decision. Francois is a friend of the site too, uh who has a lot of cars and has experience with discos, so he knows. Um but if it's so cheap that I could just buy it for a bit and have fun with it and put my daughter in it and put the dogs in the back and maybe do some mild upgrades, like throw some KO2s and some method race wheels on it, just make it look a little bit more butch over stock, just have a little bit of fun with it. And then like at the first sign of trouble, just dump it like because who cares because I didn't spend much on it at all. I feel like it'd be OK. Now, if it is turns out to be like the rare strong running disco, maybe I just flip it on bat for and I don't like who cares if I break even because I had fun with it. It'd be funny to see how bat reacted because some of them would be like, this thing is terrible. Others would be like, "Ooh, rare five speed. I'm going to overpay. So because the off road guys actually prefer the automatics, it sounds like some of the off road guys really like the manuals just because they have to have a manual, but I did a really, really quick glance at the at like Land Rover forums, and uh, they they prefer the automatic. Just it's easier to wheel with an automatic, so I think you know they like that. But I I there's a chance I might buy a Discovery, which <laughs> you know me, I'm not the greatest wrench. I would definitely have a chance to get my hands dirty with this because it's a Discovery. Um, there are still parts of it that are Lucas Electronics. It's it's kind of scary, but it's a potentially such a low price. Like I have, I have camera, I have pieces of camera gear that are more expensive than this thing. That's, that's what's leaving me like, man, I should really fucking buy this and just use like airline miles. So I don't have to pay for the flight. Um, the only expensive thing would probably be the fuel getting it back, assuming it's fine to, to make the trip back. I'm like, I'm really, really thinking about this right now. So stay tuned on that front. Um, so what else? Oh, I just drove the new S4 and S5. Um, I uh, They're at an event in Palm Springs. So the last few S4s, or at least specifically the last B8, that car, I got to say, super boring. Uh, the, the competition has evolved and just gotten so much better. This one, this one was good. This one is really good with that new twin turbo, oh, sorry, single turbo twin scroll three liter V6. The turbo is nestled in the valley between the, the cylinder banks. Um, it makes decent horsepower. I think it's 354 horse. It, it's, it feels good. It just, cause the new, the new chassis, the B9 chassis is so much better. It's got the, uh, the virtual cockpit. So, you know, the, the display is gorgeous. The seats were super comfortable. The ride was great. I drove with Brian Campbell from gear patrol. Uh, I don't know if you read the gear patrol stuff. Brian is a, a young journalist who I've met at another event. Um, and he's the one who, who connected me with Alpine stars when I got my racing suit suit. So my racing suit, so it was good to see Brian again. Hadn't seen him in a bit. This guy travels everywhere, drives motorcycles all over the world. He did some cool story in Chile, driving motorcycles. He drives them. In, he's going to Italy to drive some new Ducati soon. Does some cool stuff. But he also like is working on getting his racing license, so he knows what he's doing. And I was not a nervous passenger. And we were on the uh, like the trying to think of what roads we were on. It's basically from Palm Springs out towards uh, uh, Idlewild. So great, great w- roads. And uh, he was 
driving the shit out of the car and I never felt uncomfortable, but he, he was almost getting frustrated because the tires were not making any noise. And finally, towards the end, he threw it into a corner so hard that it actually got sideways for a second. The tires screeched and we both were like, okay, okay. And he like took a breather. He's like, yeah, okay, I'm good now. Um, and, but it was, it wasn't scary. It was just impressive how far he had to push the car. And granted, like we both were saying, it's really dumb for journalists to push like nine and 10 tenths on the road, like really dumb. But we drove up and down this road four times because the road was so fun. Um, there was no, pretty much no traffic. And, uh, like we just, we had to see how far you could push this S4. It was, it almost makes driving, it's driving fast for dummies. It's like an affordable, more comfortable GT, relatively speaking, GTR. Like the GTR is harsh, but anybody can get in it and drive stupid fast. The S4 is not harsh. It's comfortable and you can drive it stupid fast and feel super comfortable. The same thing with the S5, just if you just want two less doors. Uh, and the new S5 looks pretty good, especially in profile. It, it, they, they, the S4 and S5 share the same character line. And uh, it, it it's a good-looking car, good-looking upgrades, aggressive front end with the, the grill looks a little bit sharper. They did a really good job on this, and I'm happy to say that the S4 is once again enjoyable. Now, it's not; it doesn't compete against the M3, M4. It doesn't compete against the C63. They say that right in the thing. It competes against the C43 and the 335XI, I think it was. Is that still an option, or is it a 328 now? I don't know, whatever. Um, so it competes against those cars. And that makes sense, and it leaves room for, please, dear God, give us an RS4. So looking forward to that. Um, and I just got the invite for more Audi stuff. I'll be heading to British Columbia to drive the SQ5 in uh, a month. And SQ5 is a car I shouldn't like, but I've, I've always said the Q5 was the first crossover. The original Q5 was the first time I ever drove a crossover and went, huh, maybe these aren't going to be terrible. I still prefer a wagon, but the Q5 made me rethink my stance on crossovers. Um, and the SQ5 drives like a fat Audi wagon. Now, do I wish we had an S4 Avant? Of course I do. Um, but, but the SQ5 is great. And Audi said the all-road, the A4 all-road is selling way better than they thought, which I was basically telling them like, hey, maybe then you don't need to offer the all-road version. Just do the A4 Avant and see how it sells. Because I think they're buying it because it's a wagon, not because they think they're going to do crazy stuff with it. Uh, even though in my video, um, so you know, there we go. Uh, I'm getting updates. I was just got distracted because I'm getting updates about that discovery I just told you about. So we'll see. Um, so well, um, yeah. So thinking about that Audi stuff, the A4, S4, or A4, S4, S5 are both really, really good. Um, so it was, uh, it was enjoyable. That trip was fun. Um, and the car was way better than I thought. So that's good too. <clears throat> so, I'm looking forward to you guys here in episode 200. Um, it should be, I, th I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, I hope the audio comes through good. We we hired a, a, a slight, or we rented, not hired, we rented a slight PA system for the episode um, so that people listening in the audience could hear us. We weren't just talking into the recorders. And we did like li we did live questions, which was pretty cool. Um, so it was good stuff. I didn't ask for, you know, Twitter or Facebook questions. I did ask for Patreon questions, but I didn't get to them because of time. So I'm going to ask them 
I'm going to read them right now. Um, Michael Diamore asks, hey, Jeff, congrats on the 200. Two questions for you. What's your favorite IPA that I can get my hands on in New England? Um, favorite IPA in New England? Um, sip, sip of, uh, what is it? The uh, Lawson? Sip of Sunshine or whatever that is? I mean, anything buy, anything from The Alchemist, just grab it because it's the best one of the best beers you'll ever have. But Lawson's Sip of Sunshine is really good too, so find that. And have you heard anything about the Mustang refresh outside what was announced a couple months ago? Settled on buying one once they are out, but I want to know more before I try to put order in. Thanks, boss. Have a great night. I've heard nothing about the Mustang refresh. I don't know anything about it. Um, I mean, the current Mustang is awesome, so I'd imagine the next one's going to be good, too. Um, Let's see. Bring on CBR underscore Dina. Bring on the beer. Hooniverse for the win. Remember, this is all related to episode 200. Hashtag Hoon Truck decals. I thank you. Keep reminding me. Uh, I'm thinking of dropping an S2000 engine and tranny in my 99 S10. Do you think it's doable or will I end up being like you in the Wombat? I mean, I say go for it. It's smaller and easier to work with than what I'm trying to do in the, uh, the wagon. And that could be a whole lot of fun. Just know that change your driving idea because you're going to be you're going to be wringing the piss out of that engine, but that could be, that could be a lot of fun. So I say, go for it. I fun swap like that. Um, Brendan McWade, congrats on 200 boys. No need to practice Mike discipline tonight. Be drunk, be happy, car crazy drunk. So no question there. Um, Nate Skinner, congrats on 200. Since it appears that Matt's Fox is in running order, do you foresee a possible Hooniverse video about it? Yes. Matt says I can drive it whenever I just need to schedule that. Um, so yeah, we're absolutely driving Matt's car. Um, we have full permission to drive all of them because I want to drive his Focus 2 and the new car he just bought. He just bought a uh, an older SL500 as his new LA car. Kevin Schrage, uh, hashtag Hoonwife, has had it with your shit is making you get a real job. What would you do if you couldn't do this? I'd probably still try to do video stuff because that's where I've put my focus the last bit of time or I'd go into some kind of like, uh, um, uh, what the hell's the word I'm thinking of? Um, consulting slash PR. I'd probably go into PR or video stuff. That's probably the route I'd go if we couldn't do this anymore. Uh, question from Mike Harrell. Congratulations. Will the Hooniverse site eventually show anything posted after 30th of March? I understand it's working okay on phones, but that's not much help for some of us. Yeah, we had a weird caching issue, but Tim fixed it. It should be fine. I never, I never had the issue on my computer, so I didn't know about it till people started pointing it out. The site was loading fine for me, but you should be good to go now. If you're not, please drop us a note, reset your browser, all that fun stuff. Uh, Joel, congrats on 200 and hi from Australia. I'll be in USA later in the year. Hopefully I can make a cameo on the podcast then. Of course, Joel, you're always welcome. Uh, so those were the questions we had from 200. Um, and I'm going to right now give another shout out to, because uh, I got to do my job, Nicholas Hunziker. As I said, this episode is brought to you by Hunziker Design, and you should be checking them out for T-shirts because they have some cool designs. I still wear my Save the Manual shirt. It's it's really good quality. They got some stickers occasionally too. They'll do open houses occasionally if you're in the area. So follow them on social media. I forget if they. I think they announce it on Facebook. Um, but you can get in there. You can see the artwork. Uh, they do watches if you feel like spending some. It, the watches aren't cheap, um, but the the artwork is attainable. The shirts are extremely affordable, and then like you can buy the cool shoes if you want a good-looking racing shoe as well. So go to Nicholas Hunziker, Fueled by Passion, get t-shirts, driving shoes, hats, posters, and more at nicholashunziker.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-A-S-H-U-N-Z-I-K-E-R.com, nicholashunziker.com.
Thanks, Hunziker Design. Uh, now, I also want to say that please keep heading to Team Valvoline, team.valvoline.com. The episode was supposed to go up yesterday, but I didn't see it go up, which means it should be coming up. Actually, I can check right now because I'm literally in front of my computer. So let's see. Team Valvoline. Uh, no, it is still not up. I don't know why, but it's supposed to be up any day now. Um, the first episode is an intro episode where I say what I'm going to do with my truck. I introduce Tim as well. Um, I do, I think, a quick burnout. And the funniest part are the disclaimers we had to add because of their legal team. Um, it, I have to say that I'm a professional driver, which is technically true because I get paid to do it. So, um, so it's funny. But hopefully this stuff comes up soon. We get into the exhaust build. The exhaust build is the last episode. Uh, the first one is the clutch. First episode, well, sorry. First episode is an intro episode. Second episode is the clutch. Third episode is valve seals and camshaft. Fourth episode is exhaust. Fifth episode is like outro and good shots of the truck. How does it feel to drive? That sort of thing. So it's, it's a good five episode arc. Um, hopefully we get to do some more of these too because uh, we really want to do videos of the Lemons car because the Lemons Ranchero is running again. It needs some bugs sorted out, but apparently the, the new gearbox and new engine are so much better than Ranchero 1.0. Uh, hopefully I get to drive that in Thunder Hill in a couple months. Um, and I think I'm also driving our East Coast editor's Lada Lemons car in August maybe. Um, so stay tuned for that as well. That should be interesting, uh, comrades. Um, we should really do a Donald Trump theme for that one. That would be goddamn perfect. Um, so that could be really or a rugged Ridge theme. Uh, so that'll be really, that'll be really funny. So we got some cool stuff coming up. I told you driving the SQ five, I get the Acura. I finally get the Acura NSX in a couple weeks. Um, I get the Lexus LC 500 soon, which I'm actually really looking forward to driving. I have a Camaro SS1 LE parked outside, which I'm going to shoot video of today. And then I'm going to check out a new Clarion Builds car. They're a BMW 850. Uh, Chris Forsberg is putting on a little driving demo, and I'm going to go talk to Chris the Force Forsberg about that one. Uh, fresh off his uh, opening salvo at FD. I guess they had engine trouble. They had to run an older car, so they, he, they didn't finish as well as they'd like, but it's... Forsberg, when they have the good car working, I'm sure the thing will be crushing it. Um, so that'll be good. So we got some cool stuff coming up, some cool stories. This is episode 197, so you got to wait three more weeks for 200. But I think it'll be worth the wait, and I think you'll enjoy it. And I want to thank everybody again for coming out. Um, it was fun. I handed out stickers. We all had a bunch of beer at Four Sons Brewing. Four Sons. I even got Devin, the oldest of the Four Sons, to come on and talk a little bit about his cars. Um, so we had a good time, and they said we're welcome back there anytime. So maybe we'll do something like that again in the future, just just as like a hangout. Like it doesn't have to be an episode. Let's like let's just hang out and do a mini car show and talk about our cars and have a beer. Um, that could be a lot of fun, actually. So stay tuned for something like that. That thing I just thought of and made up. Uh, and then in the meantime, we'll see you next week for 198 and 199. And then, and then you get the, the big show. All right. Talk to you guys later. Sorry for the short episode, but I've got to get something out here and, uh, hope you enjoy it and peace out. <laughs>